You probably don't know how to make now count, but don't worry, neither do I. <laughs> I was standing in my backyard, looking at my old eight-and-a-half-year-old spa, thinking, ah, I'm going to sell it. Why take it with me when I move? Too much trouble. So I did. I sold it for $2,000, which I thought was a big win since it only cost about five and a half, like I said, eight and a half years prior. Well, my real estate agent took it off the listing, or so I thought. I had even verified, hey, Jeff, you took the spa off the listing, right? We're selling the house without the spa, right? Yes, don't worry. I checked. It's off the listing. Little did I know he hadn't checked. Hello, hello. It's Lara Preka. And let's dig right back into this story so you can figure out how we can all make now count. So I had trusted my agent, but he made a mistake. And so did the agent of the people who bought my house. You see, when they wrote up the uh, offer, they didn't include the spa on it. And then when they came and did the walkthrough, they didn't notice the spa was gone. Then all of a sudden now, hey, where's the spa? You deceived us. We're taking you to some sort of mediation. Well, this kind of stuff happens. But when it happens and you feel unjustly accused and you feel like you did your best and you did everything right, but other people messed up, what can you do to keep yourself from getting frustrated? Because here's what I did. Oh, no. What could I have done? What should I have done? I should have followed up after that agent. Oh, the agents only made $20,000. that You think they could do their jobs. <laughs> that kind of talk only spiraled, spiraled me down to being more frustrated and sad and worried that during mediation they may say, no, you must pay, you must pay. And so I realized that when it comes to little things, I'm usually quite good at living in the now and not feeling too frustrated too easily. But we all have buttons, don't we? And sometimes our buttons can seem to get worse and worse with time. How can we live in the now? Because if you're angry, aggravated, uh, feeling resentment, or even feeling guilty, those things are not conducive to being a happy person. But now is all we have. So if I'm feeling angry now, or aggravated now, or resentful now, how does that help me? You know, I used to think, well, it's helpful because in the future, then I will make the right decisions. I will follow up after everyone and make sure no one else makes any mistakes. But is that really realistic? At some point, if you're paying someone to do a job, you must trust them for it. So I think a better way to be joyful, loving, interested in what's going on here now today, you've got to practice being happy. You've got to focus and so this morning I said to myself, all right, rather than doing what my normal pattern is, which is to go start researching and look it up and call this person and tell my friend what horrible uh, stuff has, be has become me now, I decided that I was going to live in the now. I said, you know, let's practice now on something that may, that could derail me. And so I decided to focus. So what can you do to focus? Because, of course, our thoughts are going to go back to what we think is something bad that could befall us. Well, one thing is to milk the happy moments. So if there are any happy moments right there and then, if you look out the window and see the sun is shining, what a beautiful day. 
milk the moment. It means to kind of soak it in and, and stay there for a minute. Some say it's to slow time. You can slow time down and make time go slower during the happy moments by being aware and noticing and saying, oh, this is so good. Let's just sit here and look at this or feel this or, or notice this. So you can use happy times as an excuse to feel great. You can. I do. And of course, sometimes I don't. (laughs) We're all human and I am no exception. But if we start to rewire our brain to where more often than not we're thinking positive rather than going down that rabbit hole of what bad things could happen if this happens and that happens, especially then when we profess them to others. Telling others about our bad fortune, misfortune is one sure way to create more misfortune, or at least have people people feel sorry for us, which is not really what we want, is it? We don't really want people to feel sorry for us. Become aware of all the perfection around you. How can you do that? Just look around you right now. What perfection is around you? For me, I look at my hands, hands that I use to caress a lover, or cook a delicious meal, or touch my own face. Look around you, look at your body, look at your surroundings, and find things that are perfection in the moment, and savor the moment, or milk the happy moments, or slow time. (laughs) They're all the same thing. When you tune in to becoming like in sync with the good around you, it keeps you in a high vibe. So if you keep only looking at the good, then you can stay in that high vibe. Now, very hard to do, must admit. I want to keep checking my email and see if I got that offer so I can look it up and make sure that they didn't include the spa in the offer, which I'm sure, but I'm not sure. want to look and see. I can decide, you know what? Let it go, let it go, and decide not to focus on that. See, we are in control of our mind. You do choose what you focus on. So I can decide I'm going to focus on other things. And another idea is to look on, look on the bright side and give people the benefit of the doubt. So if I say, well, you know, they were both young new agents. They uh, were not very long on the job as being real estate agents. And you know, people make mistakes. Those two will be the ones that pay uh, probably when it all comes out. And you know, it is what it is. And find a way to not be angry, but instead be more accepting and more forgiving. Do you crave vitality? Do you crave clarity like I do? How about joy? I love being joyful. If you crave and crave just, just not just like or want a little bit, but really want, crave vitality, clarity, and joy then one of the things you can do is work on living in the now. It might mean you need to ignore mean people. People that are mean in your life, look away. Bad news, don't listen. People complaining, make an excuse to get out of there. You don't have to listen to people complaining. Now, it might be hard to tell them, listen, I'm so sick of your complaining, will you just shut up? (laughs) They might not want to hear that. So instead, try my tactic, fair roads and fine weather. If you are on the phone with them or you meet them in passing while you are walking, say, hey, how you doing? Great. Listen, gotta go. Bye. 
and keep it short and sweet and move on. No one has control of your personality, your happiness, your mood, but you. So we have to decide that we're going to be in charge. And if it's a boss and the boss is hovering, find a way to get out of there. Find a way to do your work without the boss hovering. Uh, even if it means getting new work, you know, there's, you are not a rock. A rock must stay wherever it lay, but you are a person who can walk. You can move. You can get away from the bad job, get a new job. It's hard for us because we tend to prefer security over risk-taking, but that's the secret, is balancing the two. Balancing security with risk-taking. You know, I have a vision, a vision of a happy family, a loving husband, um, a beautiful home in a safe neighborhood with exciting, interesting activities and friendships and work for me to do. And I can create a better vision of everything by continually thinking on those things. I am not saying that maybe this can happen. I'm saying it surely can happen for those pessimists who actually live six years shorter than optimists. Uh, they tend to always look for the bad and think bad things are going to happen. And guess what? They do. But if you're optimistic, you tend to look on the bright side and, and expect good things. And voila, more of those happen to you. How can it be? Well, it's because you have decided. You've made a, a decision. You know, we, we make an intention that that's how we want to live. And also it's habit. Let's face it. If you're in the habit of being miserable, I remember a time period in my life, I know you won't believe me, but there was a time period in my life where I was just sad and gloomy and thought, oh my gosh, the world's out to get me, how can it be, this is terrible, and the more I felt that way, the more bad things kept happening to me. It was really hard to turn things around if you get really down, down, down in the dirt and the dumps. You gotta try to catch it before it gets too bad. And if it does get too bad, well, go take a nap, go to bed move to a new city, <laughs> find, you know, find new friends, do things that get you away from whatever's keying you in, whatever's uh, making, reminding you even subconsciously of whatever bad things have happened in your past. Let's talk a little bit about balancing security with risk-taking. This is a tough one sometimes for most of us. Now, but if you do get to paying attention to it, you can improve that, right? And we all want to improve. So if you can take a look at, hmm, am I leaning towards security right now or towards risk-taking? And you become aware. You'll become more confident and more creative if you can become more aware. So start to become aware. Pay attention. What am I doing right now? Am I taking a risk by trying to only focus on the good in that person, even though they could really screw me? To stop and think. That person could do harmful things that end, I end up saying, I should not have trusted them. Well, you must make decisions in your life. And one of them is to balance security with risk-taking. In my own situation about the spa and my old house, I could decide on risk, err on the side of security and call the mediators and call the real estate bureau and call all these people and try to intervene. Or I can trust my agent and his firm and say, let's take a chance on them handling it. You have to decide yourself or the world will decide for you. So do you want to let the people around you, your boss, your family, your culture, your city, 
Yeah. Do you want the, uh, someone else to be in charge of what, how secure or how much risk you take? Or would you like to decide? Would you like to live in the now? Or do you want other people to constantly make you uh, feel bad or scared or upset or fearful? It's up to you. Now, here are some ideas. Because it's all about your values in the end. Openness and humility. Try being a little more open. When you are open, you're not putting on a lens of judgment. You're looking, you know, wide-eyed and let's take a look at this. Humility to me is being humble. Being able to say, you know, I'm not always right. Are you able to say that, that you're not always right? It can really get you far in life. Curiosity and willingness. Do you have a curiosity? If I looked at my scenario with, hmm, I wonder how this is going to turn out, instead of the dread that I felt this morning, (laughs) obviously I'll be much better off living in the now. I'll be much happier. What about willingness? Are you willing to grow? Because growing takes a little pain sometimes, growing pains. But if you want to try new things, you got to be curious and willing. And then, if you're open to change, and sometimes miracles, because miracles do happen, if you're open to change and new paths of action, new things that you hadn't thought of that you could now do, you can create a better destiny. And most importantly, while you're creating that better destiny that hasn't been written yet, you're happy in the now. Bye-bye.